spidey senses tingling. Hello. He's the host that captures your dreams, your imaginations, does nine podcasts at a weekend for NYCC. He's slim. And here's your Paper Cake Podcast, episode 223. Welcome to the show. Papercake.com, three friends, dear friends, get together to talk about a book club. You know, we barely speak anymore. But we Air still get together to do this podcast. Yeah? Sure. Benjamin Mara. Terror Assaulter. Just back from a familial vacation to Disney. He's got a haircut. Yeah, I've never seen it so short, I don't think. I don't think it's ever been this short, period. VP of merch. You know, he runs the Patreon. He put the whole thing together. He's the brains. Dale underscore I welcome back to the show. You know, all this is going to get played in deposition. You saying, <laughs> when we're trying to split up paper keg, you know, the assets. Trust, yeah, the assets. I'm trying to build. I'm property. trying to build things up, you know. So when I fade into the oh, darkness, man, forget you know, it. One day, forget it. Never happening. Yes, I. One day, I, let's call it Q1 2016. <laughs> uh, yeah. After the right before the uh, paper cake retreat, you mean the uh, PK retreat taking place in Lake Tahoe, mm. Q th- mm. Q1 2016, or is it Q3? Ooh. It's Q3. Q3. Don't say Q1 because I 316. That's like a week away. It really is, and then that's bad news. I haven't even told my wife yet. So, jeez. Oh, She's still waiting uh, for Centralia to happen. I need to... Uh, she's not waiting, waiting for Centralia to happen, trust me. <laughs> Centralia, you guys were all, you know, hornballing it to go to Centralia, PA months ago, and it hasn't happened. No, no movement. What's, know, what's the status on Centralia? I'll tell you what the status is. I was, I may have been hornballing it, but not once did I ever say that I let's go next weekend. I knew the whole... My whole... Th- Fall was going to be booked. I, I never, I never committed like because I knew it. I was like, sometime in November, I'm going to be able to go to Centralia, PA. That's the words out of my mouth because I don't like to get anybody hopes up. Anybody hopes? <laughs> you know, we're going to have to review the paper keg syllabus to check Dale the tapes. Underscore right. hope dasher. Right, my mind syllabus. And I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, after. Days in Walt Disney World, two kids in a double stroller. <laughs> How are your calves feeling right now? And not to, to top that off, while you bring that up, had a day date with my wife today, everybody. It was Aww. beautiful. But reached into my underwear drawer, uh, 
you know, and you oh, everybody has that one pair of underwear that you just hate wearing, but it's clean. Yeah. So you're better off mm-hmm. throwing it away, but you don't. Well, I wore that today, so I'm walking around Cape May, New Jersey today, thighs chafing together, like worse than anything in Disney World has seen. Ooh. And I'm back home. How's the, uh, how's the guilt factor from your life coach and your jawbone app? As he started sending <laughs> notifications about how he's disappointed in your activity level? Oh, I was going to uh, screenshot it for you because uh, I think on Sunday he's like, the coach is like, man, five days in a row. You've never done anything like this before in your entire life. Five days in a row this, <laughs> at this activity level. I'm like, this is, it's all down here from here, my friend. <laughs> By Wednesday, he'll be like, you're not your normal active self. Right. What's going on, Dale? I'm like a machine, though, in Walt Disney World. I I can just keep going. I uh, I think what's, the what's one your day was like 17 miles. <laughs> my secret? Never seen anything like it. Just get caught up in the magic. You know, that's my secret. <laughs> Pre- Listen, I just want to remind everyone listening... The bottom of the hour, Benjamin Mara's Terror Assaulter Amwat. One Man War on Terror is our book club this week. We're changing the game up this episode of Paper Cake. We have another host to get mm-hmm. to, and then we'll get right back into the Disney magic. Jonesy loves beer, wearing his patented one-sleeve cut-off shirt that I still can't wrap my head around. I don't know what it is. You're like some kind of Haynes pirate. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me and for that intro that I'll cherish forever. Uh, I I wish I was at Disney, I'll tell you what, because Dale told me that despite rumor-mongering, that the Indiana Jones stunt show is still alive and well. And that just warms me heart. Where did we hear these rumors that it was yeah, that it was gone? Who started these I rumors? I want to say Internet. I want to say Internet started it. The Internet, internet in general. Mr. Internet, yeah, started it. <laughs> there is, uh, there is, you can find on, on internet, internet. <laughs> like uh, Disney blogs, you can see that it's supposed to be going away, but it never officially has. Unofficial Disney blogs. Yeah. That's the, that's where it always exactly. starts. Exactly, Jonesy, before we get into the Disney magic, can we okay. get a health update? You were at 264 last week. Well, is that where you were at? 260 on the button, friend. 260 on the news. 260. However, uh, I have not weighed in as I've had a terrible stomach bug and haven't eaten in like three days. So God. I'm assuming I'm down to like 231. God help us. And it's just a 30 pound weight loss. We're gonna, I'm going to go to my chalkboard. I'm going to put a, a line through this this white, this check in here. Jeez. You know? <laughs> That's what you don't want. By next week, I'll have an accurate number for you. Actually, I could <laughs> run to the bathroom and check right now if it, if it means that it's much. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we're going to keep each but, other uh, honest here. But I'm, I, I, I did not give you a false number. I'm being, you know, honest. I have not weighed in since last we talked. The Disney magic. <laughs> Boy. Did you get a haircut in Disney, or did you plan that haircut for Disney? I planned this haircut, yeah, before Disney. Did you get Disney. it at the Bippity-Boppity Boutique? <laughs> I went the day before we left, you know, told him to uh, shorn me up. You know, I don't need any sort of uh, long hair Walt Disney World. I know I was I know I was Google Hangouts dark all week, but when you are a parole officer 
and you're basically on I'm basically on community service like I have to check in and like tell my wife I'm pulling out my phone for a specific reason I'm not uh, going on social media here because <laughs> like I'm pushing the stroller the double stroller with kids <laughs> scrapping like two dogs fighting over a steak <laughs> you know so I have to reassure her I'm not going on for social media or I don't have time to send a little something because it's just I'm on I'm on I'm on and I just want to be off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it used to be my favorite place. It still is my favorite place, but man, you got two kids in a double stroller that just won't quit. Whew. Did you, were you on stroller duty for the entire trip? Did Or did you and your wife tag out every Yeah, so we tag, you know, we tagged in and out. It was, it was pretty good that going but if you're not if you're not pushing the stroller you are you know at the front of the stroller in their faces telling reminding them to slapping them slapping them you know giving them the ether the good thing is why are you throwing it's every other family in Walt Disney World is doing the same thing that's the only good thing but you just want like you just want a day you just want a day where you're going to downtown Disney and in all the stores Uh, uh, Mm -hmm. instead you go in a store and two minutes later you're just ready to give up and go back. You're just ready to go back yeah. to the uh, room because they're just like <laughs> snatching things off shelves. They're fighting each other. It's 90 yeah, it's degrees. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I was about to ask what the heat situation was like. It was 90 like degrees every day. Oh my god! <laughs> it was hot. Mm. It was hot. Your panties Legs. must have been soaked the entire trip. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, like sneakily Van Damming my legs, like body glide under there. I carried it in my book bag with me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and you had the book bag on too. Because yeah. that, if you were in a book bag, I don't care what temperature it is. That just creates mm-hmm. high intensity heat on your back. Oh, it's yeah, it's very unforgiving that that thing. Sometimes you t- you could like balance it on the stroller, but then you're taking you're taking it on every ride with you anyway. Mm-hmm. And you take it off, and you're you you just <laughs> feel that your back is just soaked. Yeah. Around the the where the was covering on right. your back, and you're just like, well, I just got a soaking wet back. I don't even care. <laughs> yes, that's just the way it is. I mean, let me snap at my kids one more time, <laughs> justify it somehow. The uh, I, Amanda and I are going Ooh. in a few weeks, and I maybe she has already, but I haven't even thought about the stroller situation because he hasn't gotten like a, a new stroller since he was like one. I'm guessing you can rent one down there. Maybe. Yeah, you can. There's stroller rental. You can rent at any of the parks they have. You can rent and then you return it. And then if you do like a multi day rental, they call it, it's like cheaper per day. And then they'll yeah. give you a slip where if you go to the next park the next day, they'll just give you a stroller. Hmm. You know, so you don't have to like take it to the room with you and stuff like that. So it's pretty convenient, <laughs> but when you got two kids, you know, it's just like. Just want to like how is that set up at a top of a hill and just let the stroller just roll, baby. Boy. <laughs> like uh, Frank Castle in Punisher: Born, when he removes the sign or he he stands in front of the sign, <laughs> tells him to climb that hill, climb that hill up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Coming right around the corner, Terror Assaulter <laughs> Amwat is our book club for this episode. Benjamin Mara. You guys just recorded a uh, book jug right before we recorded this. How, how was how's that feeling? The vibe, I did. You know, uh, we're back in the mm-hmm. saddle. I think 
Yeah, it was good. Uh, I I want to say that uh, it, you know, we we took some much needed palate cleansing time. You know, mm-hmm. reading novels not the same as comics. So, you know, I think we both needed to tread different paths. And now we're back. We're ready to read for the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we've read this one. I mean, we uh-huh. we went a little Scott Snyder Batman on it. I mean, we started kind of like pecking at it, but it was, it was we just had to like pull back, you know? Yeah. Just to pull back. We can't have that. It's no. late. You know. Mm. And I'm just a, I can't do that right now. So we we recorded no. and we uh we're going to start reading the next one very soon. Not this week, because I'm all for the rest of the week. And I might not, really? I just might not go back to whoever that is. I'm not, I might not go back to. It's a new, yeah, we got to figure out, life. figure out when to record, uh, to whatever, because our, our Disney schedule isn't as favorable as yours were. We were able to record on that Monday mm. before you left. I'm out Saturday to Saturday. My God. Maybe it'll just be a, My a Dale and Jonesy paper cake scenario. Where you're not even involved. My gosh. I mean, that's the dream for you, right? We're not doing it. We will not do it. We. I mean, he's tearing up right now. I had something in my eye just for a moment. I had to go <laughs> check it. From my faltering hand. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope. I pass <laughs> thine baton. Listen, you know, the Patreon has signaled that we have a successful venture here. They just, you guys are the real stars. And Amanda and the rest you know but we have a book club and the rest <laughs> we have a book club to, were there any other news items we wanted to get to dale is dale's ornery because we didn't we didn't chit chat at all before the show as soon as you guys got done book jug i hit we hit record mm-hmm. and we're blasting out we haven't even spoken in like two mm. weeks this is you know this is well, our you life guys now we have in your secret g chat right you guys we don't even have our secret g chats going jonesy this week yeah, that's a shame, guys. I mean, I'm available from here on out for G chatting, which is fine. Which jo- Jonesy for Jonesy, it's a Google Hangout, but for us, <laughs> is this the end of Los Mediocridad? Oh my God, no? that's what? the real question. It can't be the end of that. <laughs> never, it just can't be. You know, I don't. We've never explained what that idea was on the non Patreon feed. So, if you want to find out our genius idea, you know, we'll, we'll be on the wrestling circuit. Maybe you should. Support the show. If you want to find out why they call me Senor Jones, <laughs> hit the Patreon feed. Terror assaulter Benjamin Mara. One man war on terror. It's our book club, Jonesy. What is this book? You know, I, I have to be honest. I've never been so afraid <laughs> to synopsize a book. And I once synopsized Crossed. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, let me, uh, oh, okay. Amwat, who's the main character of the book, One Man War on Terror, it's code name, much like Omac, if you're a Disney aficionado, which I'm not. Uh, Amwat, basically, for 110 pages, defeats every terrorist on the planet Earth, whilst at the same time betting women, men, whatever, you know, as a short respite between uh, killing financial terrorists, uh, killing airplane hijackers, 
and then ostensibly taking down the entire world network of terror uh, at the end of the book. From what I understand, uh, this highly sexualized, highly violent book is a, what do you, what do you call it? A, um, writer. Yeah, writer. Blanks, this is what you've come for, for you know, come to expect from me anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's the word you're looking for, satire. Satire, thank you. Satirizes, uh, you know, Western consumer culture through the lens of 1980s over-the-top action and, of course, hardcore pornography at any given turn. Uh, Terror, Saltor, uh, I don't want my mother to know that I own this book. Uh, thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is crazy, but I don't like Jonesy being so afraid. Like the, I can only say that anything we say here will not be as good as reading the book yourself. Like I, we, I, I, I personally, I can try. I will try to do my best to explain some of the plot in our discussion, and uh, es- most especially the humor. But it just won't come across, and you have to. You're going to have to read it if any of it sounds interesting. Like never. I've struggled with a lot of like trying to talk about a lot of books, but this one, like you have to experience it firsthand. You just won't get the humor it you won't be able to get it like us just talking about the book you will not be able to even experience it like the way it needs to be experienced i think in fact in a we good should way. probably just talk about your disney trip for the next 40 minutes and it'll be as clear <laughs> as us trying to talk about Jonesy is rattled <laughs> he is he is mentally rattled I am by shaken um what i mean it's it was it's so absurd, but it's so good. I loved it. I mean, I loved the book, but if you try to tell, you try to ask me why, I only will be able to come up with like generic, ter- like generic sayings, like it was funny, and it was like, but but it really was funny. It really was like an like an eighties action movie, eighties B or C level action movie. It it I also loved it. I was cracking up the whole time reading it at my desk. And it read a little bit like when you're a kid and you got these action figures and you're making your own little scripts. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. You have these corny one liners and you're just like kicking and beating people up and shooting them. And then add in having sex with anything that moves. <laughs> And they're immediately attracted to you after you like destroying somebody. That's what this book is, and it's it. And I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Every almost every page is this guy, you know, fighting, killing terrorists, shooting them a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to picture what the violence is like in this book, where he, when people get shot, it's like the scene. The Ed Two Hundred Nine miscalculation scene in RoboCop, <laughs> where the one guy gets shot on the mock set like a hundred times. Right. Yeah, it's it's just like that. It's like a it's like a it's a different vibe to a, a RoboCop satire, which RoboCop was you know a satire of many yeah. things. 
and the one i mean the one thing i didn't know about or anything but it definitely you know uh shows a light on the sexualization of men and these movies and women because he goes into these situations where he like finds a terrorist and kills them and then the secretary is like so attracted to the to him and he always speaks in this like monotone like one line comment but he's like you know let's have sex and then she says yes and they're like he just like bosses her around like you know turn around and there's like two pages of them having explicit sex and he doesn't you know discriminate he'll there's a there one scene where they're on the airplane is one of my favorite scenes where there's a, there's a band of terrorists trying to take over the plane and he's like reading a newspaper and this is just revealed that he like pulls down his paper and he's on the plane <laughs> and he starts like destroying the terrorists but he's also killing passengers <laughs> and people are freaking out and then there's just this man who's also on the plane he's like turned on by terror assaulter destroying these terrorists right <laughs> so, because it's sec- because I mean, because don't like don't miscalculate his sex appeal is second to none like you can't be you can't but help be hot and bothered by him like saving the day and that's what he does to people men or women yeah and i mean so he's he's destroying these terrorists in the cockpit and this man just like he's fine he's like oh this is so hot like i'm so hot for you right now he's like he's ready to just lose it and he goes into the cockpit to land the plane, and half the plane is removed, the back half. So this guy, he tells this guy to like take or uh, to unzip his pants, and now he's fellatiating Amwat while he's trying to land a half plane. And it's just yeah. there's like three pages of him and this dude going at it while he's trying to land his plane. It was so over the top <laughs> and hilarious. I couldn't couldn't even believe what I was reading. But he's always like totally completely alpha. Like when he's either when he's killing terrorists or he's like controlling the the action in the bedroom. Like he is always telling the other person he's always what to do, d- what to do, and they, he's he's always just like now he'll just like now get on all fours or now sit on my penis or something like that. He'll say. It's like he directs the action, and it's so absurdly funny. Like the but everything comes together in this perfect recipe for like the art is so crazy, and like the art with the whatever's happening on the panel with the dialogue that's being said out loud is like the perfect recipe for just whatever you're reading. Like it couldn't have been any different and have it be the same like level of comedy. I mean, and the sound effects of the guns were cracking me up. Um, there's like this weird scene where he uncovers like the leadership of the United States that are like sem- possibly semi lizard people underground, but has never really touched upon. And I mean, f- I'm fast forwarding, but I mean, the end of the book cracked me up. Just where he the takes last the page off. where, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the last page of the book. It's just like you, you can barely even explain it. It's just so, well, actually no, because so so many other things happened before that where he he stops like United States is taken over by terrorists. They're running the the United States, so he destroys that. He beats this one guy who was like his 
his analog in the terror world. The guy was an Amwat and then went bad. Mm-hmm. So you, the next chapter after that is he's in court being sued by this woman who says that he has he had his child. And he's like, that's not possible. So he loses the court case, and they're forced to become married and live together. Right. And, and as they're they, leaving the courthouse, he's like, he's like, so you're the, you're him, you're the old terror assaulter. And she's like, yes, and I got a sex change, and now we're going to be married. And he, that your son is a perfect clone of you from your DNA. <laughs> that's just this is just the way it is like that's and he's like okay get then, in the car we're going to the mall <laughs> <laughs> there's a a 10 page tangent where he has a ridiculous threesome in the lingerie store that has nothing to do with the overarching plot but it's fascinating and then uh so yeah he he's he's like just full-on having sex with um the the old enemy this mm-hmm. this i think black guy who's now a white woman right. and now they're having copious amounts of sex with miscellaneous women at the mall and it's just so hilarious i loved it it was such a different book than we've ever done before and <laughs> the one scene where he the kids are spray painting his car so he spray paints yellow <laughs> paint on their crotches and parades them in front of their own school. Right. Now he's like, now walk in front of my car. <laughs> it just makes them walk with their peed pants. And, and then that leads into him like living the corporate life. Remember he like gets a job and all these dudes <laughs> are like saying he's the best ever and he's always winning like their little mini competitions. <laughs> and then he, then one guy, he ends up having sex with the guy at work. Right. Because he's so good at like being out alpha office male that he's yeah, like the, the other, wolf <laughs> the wolf yeah he's like he's like now i'm the king wolf usually like i'm but you are the biggest <laughs> effing king wolf it's like you're bro you're killing it and so then his like the way it's written is so funny because most of the words out of his mouth are like in quotes so you can't like he's always like let's just say and then in quotes, yeah, it's like, <laughs> let's just say, I kill the bad guys. And then end quote, like, the, because it's written dialogue, it, the, the, the humor is so much funnier that way. Let's just say he didn't cooperate or something like that. That was mm-hmm. like, that was it. They're always like the lamest one-liners. Yeah, they too. Were, they're not yes, even like exactly. on the money Arnold one-liners. I think the one on the plane was like, the guy pulls down his newspaper. And he's like, let's just say you're going to need sunglasses or something like that. And he like gouges out that guy's eye. But you're ready for like the who scream at any moment, like after every line, like every CSI who who scream after every one of those lines. Oh boy. And I mean, after the last page, it's like the picture, it's the about the author page. And it's who I presume is Ben Mara laying on a bed of flowers in his underpants wearing i think he's drinking whiskey and he has like a cloth i don't know jacket and sunglasses it's like the most perfect picture of an author he he would think would write a mm-hmm. book like this yeah it's it's so good while being like i was leery going into it because i was like what kind of political angle is this book taking with me because they got they bring up george bush and 9-11 so i'm kind of like 
what's happening? Like, what am I about to read? You know what I mean? But whatever it is that he is trying to feed me political wise is, is so based, like so mixed in with this humor that it was, it wasn't in any way sort of like, there wasn't any angles to it. It was just pure comedy in my book. I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I'll tell you the, the moment I knew it was something special as you know, I was sitting on my couch, my wife's in the Barker lounge and we're kind of sitting down for a quiet night. I start reading, I'm chuckling to myself. And then I turn the page where the, the first hardcore porno scene begins <laughs> And like I literally looked up to make sure my wife couldn't see what I was reading out of sheer, like I don't want to call it fear, but definitely every hair on my body stood on end uh, mm-hmm. when I flipped that page. And I knew then I was like, all right, this is going to be something special, something I've never read before. Something's going to blow my mind. And I was, I was right, guys. I just, I mean, I love how he always, he always has his sunglasses on and he always has a cigarette in his mouth. Always. <laughs> it's just like total makeup of the character. Let's just, just say I'm allowed to smoke on the plane. <laughs> the So many good lines. Yeah, there are... Like, an example uh, is of one of the bad guys like holding a spear over his head. And what Amwat does is he actually says, as the graphic of the panel is him like mowing like sawing through the guy's arms with machine gun bullets is I shot your arms off. <laughs> like he says that to the guy <laughs> and then they, he, they show Amat like doing this vertical kick up in the air. He's like kicking the spear in half, which he doesn't need to do because he just chainsawed the guy's arms off with bullet, like riddled with bullets, but he does it anyway. Like, like guile would and street fighter. Or when the the stewardess is like getting her throat sl- slit in the uh, in the airplane, and she's like, "You're killing me!" <laughs> yeah. Like people were getting killed, and they would just exclaim that you're killing me. Fanographics. When was the last time we did a fanographics book? Oh gosh, gotta go to the intern on that one. Maybe uh, Love and Love to. and Rockets. Is that fanographics? Did we do Love and Rockets? We did one. Oh, of we them. definitely did Love and Rockets. Maybe. I mean, I, I, like, I feel kind of terrible that the book club is so short, our, our discussion, but it's a short book, but there's so much humor in it visually that you kind of have to, you do have to experience it yourself, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the, because a lot of the humor is just one liners and visually on point. You know what I, the opposite of short that I added to our book club schedule? I don't know if we would agree to it, but we could talk about it later. Nightfall. Batman. Volume one is 580 pages. Let's do it for next Tuesday. (laughs) You know. That's real. It's real life. It's real life. That's that's challenge you're throwing out there. Just throwing it out there. Can't do another Batman next week, Josie. We do Batman every other week. <laughs> feels like. What Batman book do we just do? Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin. one, which oh, was last right. week. Literally the last episode. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, boy, there you have it. I'm what? We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. 
Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at paperkeg.com. You shoot us a letter, we might read it on the arrow. Dale, I think, I think you should read this first letter. Okay. This uh, first letter is from a friend of the show, super friend of the show, Andrew Dickinson, uh, a.k.a. Dirk Feelgood. You might know him by, probably. Uh, lads. Now, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be an email related to the the Baltimore, the Patreon-specific, Patreon-only backers episode that we did. So, if you want to hear that episode, you're going to have to, uh, you know, check out the, the Patreon episode. By doing that, you're going to have to check out patreon.com slash papergag. But the letter is gold, so we have to read it. I mean, we could do an entire Patreon-only episode just about this just letter. For this yeah. letter? Oh my god, what an idea. Lads, I was all sat there listening to my super sweet Patreon-only Paper Keg Radio Syndicate feed, specifically the BCC app, when something made my loins stir, made my heart go boom, made my noggin go nuclear. The PK boys are gonna do a wrestle. Oh baby, oh pajamas, oh sweet tea. As an accredited member of the pro wrestling industry, I listened to your mission statement for Los Mediocridad, and I gotta say, I am impressed. You displayed a natural aptitude for the business, the like of which I haven't seen for some time. Not since some kid with a dream first laced his boots in a working man's club in downtown Stoke circa 2002. That young scamp was, of course, a good friend of mine. You may have heard of him. One Dirk Feelgood. Much to my wife's pleasure, I have now retired from life in the squared circle, but I'll never forget the feeling of being squashed by a 300-pound man, and I want you to experience it too. As a personal favor to the three of you, I am offering myself up to provide any advice you may need as you start your training free of charge. Heck, DM me an email address, and I'll even send you a copy of the Best of Dirk Feelgood DVD. (laughs) Sounds amazing. (laughs) Just so you know, I am legit and got the skills. How about this for a recommendation? I once wrestled on the same show as D'Lo Brown, whom on seeing my match said, and I quote, that he quite enjoyed it. Yeah, he did. (laughs) As a former three-time heavyweight champion and the current one quarter of the booking team for Grand Pro Wrestling over here in the UK, I can also offer you one more thing. Kind of like a Patreon milestone goal, if you will. If you fellas get some gear, get a match under your belts, and can provide your own airfare, then I can get you a match on one of our shows. I'll even make sure you are paid. Ten pound. Is that a pound? Yeah, ten that's qu- an English pound. Ten quid per person, which is probably about, <laughs> which is probably about $70, $78 each or thereabouts. Just one of the perks of knowing the boss, babe. So there we are. They say you get the life you choose to live. What life will choose when you get out of bed tomorrow? One of mediocrity or one of los mediocridad? <laughs> Your friend, at Dirk Feelgood on the Twitter. Amazing oh, letter. Oh, God. 
he just you know he felt he felt the magic that we felt when we talked about it in that episode mm. and he is completely enabling us right now he, he is. is turning this into something a little more than just a passing interest you know i mean how much would it cost us to fly out there anyway has anyone looked up prices i mean plane tickets shall we i have- guess Five yeah, grand. Let's five get a Gen guess in five, grand five grand. Okay. Five grand a person. <laughs> five grand a person. I would say I would probably say like what eight hundred dollars at least. So we first step we need to get the match under our belt. We gotta get the match under our the, belt. We can do that here. We have, well there's a few other steps. We gotta work our way into the business. We can't just get our first match. Here we gotta work our way up. Oh uh, we will. We gotta quit our jobs, start hanging out of gyms. Give up our, our lives as we know it. You know, Jonesy's already out. We, you know, Jonesy's already out. Jonesy's, yeah, Jonesy's mentally he's checked, he's checked out. out this plan. Dale and I will go. We'll talk to the booker. You know, maybe we'll pose as fake fans that get hit in the face right. with an errant, you know, super kick. You know, we get carted out of there. That's one. That's one. Right. In. We are just, then, for some reason we are there. We've never been to any other shows in that specific spot, but that yeah. for that show we will have been. Right, and then we you were obviously like killed in the ring or mortally wounded. We have to get carted out of there in an ambulance. Never heard from again. Probably some, probably get to you know some local EMTs to help with that. Yeah, or maybe you you pose as an EMT. Oh. Maybe I get super kicked accidentally. My neck is broken. You run in with your little like you know fish tackle box of EMT equipment and put put something around my oh neck. My gosh. <laughs> possible <laughs> you're wearing those like slacks with the big boots shirt tucked in emt uniform the 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 iron on mm-hmm. badge just a pair of fiskar scissors in my cargo pants <laughs> clearing people out of the way put me on the gurney and you don't have a second guy so you just have to drag me out i keep falling off oh yeah <laughs> in more pain oh, God. just the pain you'll be suffering yeah and maybe the next time, we, maybe we do some ring announcing, refereeing, and then eventually Los Mediocridad mm-hmm. debuts. So, I mean, that's the it is, it is going to be the life. It is the life. I wouldn't be able to stop from cracking up in the ring. It would be a dream come true. <laughs> oh, boy. I've never yeah. seen you smile. Like you're smiling right now. <clears throat> and you have a son at home. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing any crazy moves. You know, we wouldn't be flipping over our rings. You know, we don't want to get our necks broken on our first match. Right. Maybe a few body slams. Yeah, work our way yeah. up. You know, get comfortable. Drop kicks. Get comfortable with the guys you're working with. Yo. Mm-hmm. Dale's not going to be doing any moonsaults off the top rope, you know, on our first match. Yeah. Unless he gets nutty. <laughs> if I'm feeling up to it. I just also had a mental image of you wearing the luchador outfit, the mask, the pants, but still wearing your New Balance sneakers. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like you forget to bring your boots or something, and you're like freaking out because you got to wear your New Balance right. sneakers. It's just fodder <laughs> at that point. <laughs> oh my god! Life. Yeah. 
Man. Our next letter. Thanks, <laughs> Dirk. We run out of ticker. I think. <laughs> wait, I think it ran out. Uh, our next letter, uh, gents. I wanted to drop you a letter regarding a couple of topics. Uh, first, I'm very sorry I missed you guys at BCC. Sometimes the stars just don't align. Uh, however, I have faith that one day we will meet and the world shall quake with joy and triumph. Secondly, I wonder if you fellows were planning on a Q1 PK meetup since your tangential member, Scotty Young, will be appearing at the Third Eye Comics in Annapolis, Maryland to launch I Hate Fairyland. This is a great shop with an insane selection. No back issues, but the inventory on hardcovers and trade paperbacks is second to none. Better check the Google Calendar for 1024 to see what you already have scheduled, then delete those items with courage and vigor. Uh, thirdly, as far as PKQ3 meetup, may I suggest a Brandywine River canoe trip? Beautiful, relaxing, and inexpensive. It's always a good time. Delaware is only a short drive for everyone. Thanks for all you guys do. At Joker's Asylum, Joe. What do you think, Brandywine? Ten twenty-four. Ten twenty-four. I'm out. Going to Disney. Mm. Ten twenty-four is my son's third birthday. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. What about, this, what about this canoe locale? What's that one? We ever we ever uh, researched that? Yeah, it's pretty popular. River. Pretty popular. Brandywine River canoe trips. They're they are very popular. Uh, they are frequent. Um. I mean, that's something we could do. Something small. Hey, let's certainly, on their Instagram. <laughs> certainly wouldn't be our, you know, our PK retreat, but mm-hmm. PK host retreat. You know, yeah, it's a good idea. It's very local to to us, anyway. And you know, yes, we sorry we missed you at BCC. You were you were actually at the con while we were actually at the mall all day, so we couldn't have met up. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think we need to recap that day. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we haven't, sure we haven't had a PK meetup in? in a while. You know, not sure when the next PK meetup's going to be. March, April, definitely not this year. Sometime in the distant future, twenty eighteen maybe. We Centralia uh, in Centralia, PA. In Centralia. <laughs> It'll be a slim reunion episode because he's been done with the show for two years at that point. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. No, it doesn't. You just, want to, to you just want to be gone. <laughs> All right. After Next. we after we stop recording, he's going to talk about, guys, you can just do a two-man episode for one time. You know, I'll be yeah. in Disney. Hey, you're the one that suggested it, not me. I know. It's Dale's the one sweating over there. Sweat. <laughs> And it's not just the redness betwixt my thighs that have been chafed together <laughs> on a walk at Cape May today. <laughs> Next up, I get to read a uh, letter from our man Ace, Gary Ace Anchetta, reporting in on Grant Marson's Batman and Robin. As always, love the show. A few clarifications to some of the questions you had in the episode. 100,000 people. Bloodhaven is New Jersey to Gotham's New York. In the final issues of Infinite Crisis, Deathstroke, and the Secret Society drop a chemical into Bloodhaven that kills everyone, 
Bloodhaven was Dick Grayson's city that he had for the hundred or so issues of Nightwing before Infinite Crisis. Alexander Luther took the fall for everything, including the chemo disaster, which is why Grayson said that he is coming for him because he knows that Deathstroke killed his city. Oh, so, okay. Okay. So Bloodhaven was uh, was uh, written out to Philadelphia. Uh, on Batman Not Remembering. That comes from the end of Final Crisis. Darkseid's Omega Effects is affected by the anti-life equation. Whew, that's Grant Morrison. What does that even mean? <laughs> With these two things combined, the Omega Effect can give you a series of lives that are waking deaths. Darkseid does this to Mr. Miracle in his Grant Morrison Seven Soldiers series before this issue. In these waking deaths... A person who is affected remembers who they are, but do not remember the details. They continually continually live lives of tragedy as a form of torture. And the last bit about the demons and Batman, check out Batman 452 to 454, which highlights, among other things, the secret occult history Gotham City and how a of Gotham City and how a giant demon bat created the Batman. Also, Thomas Jefferson in the DCU was a bat demon worship, bat demon worshiper. If you liked Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin and Return of Bruce Wayne, you might like Peter Milligan's Dark Knight, Dark City. As always, mm. keep up the good work. Your database of DC, useless DC knowledge, Gary. Yes, he, you have got it in spades, my friend. He does. He might have replaced Mark Farrington as the penultimate. DC historian. Oh yeah, oh, definitely. I thought I I thought I replaced Mark Farrington. I think the, only uh, in the New Fifty Two. I think it, as far as the New Fifty Two goes. Oh, that's right. Goes. Yeah, you're right. Our last letter, and guys, it's a doozy. Uh, boys, you teased a PK Tahoe trip so hard the last episode that I'm gonna have to play devil's advocate and go ahead and let you know that I've got a four-bedroom house in the Tahoe area that we can use if y'all want to get serious. Uh, Please cue the Pat Hernandez music now. Uh, The place is in beautiful Kirkwood, California, and has an indoor sauna. No mold in the house or haunted hot tubs to worry about. Just a balcony looking out into the beautiful California scenery where you can enjoy your breakfast or vodka Red Bulls. Kirkwood is also hashtag no filter in the springtime, so Slim, oh boy. your Insta feed is going to be looking fire, baby. I'm thinking guys weekend, but if you wanted to experience true pandemonium, you could bring the fams out with you. And between the four of us guys, we could have just under a million kids running around <laughs> the house. Either way, you give me a date and I'll get the total more due ready. Uh, you ha- oh, <laughs> under let's let's DM after this letter. Uh, I'm going to extend the invitation to Catcher since he's such a sweetie, and at least one of us might need someone to caress our heads while we vomit to a bag. Uh, oh, and did I mention I've got a couple kayaks we can use? Jeez, are we doing this? Yeah. What is this? Is he are our fairy godfather? <laughs> Love you, babes. <laughs> The show has been great. Keep up the great work. That, of course, legacy friend of the show at Under an Anchor, toying with our emotions about possibly oh the most incredible four-door 
Tahoe house with an indoor sauna. Uh, I mean, might actually be the private Instagram photos we sent to ourselves about an outdoor trip might actually be this place that he's speaking of. Go dance off. <laughs> My boy Yamake Tsunaka. I read that email. I was on Google Planes. Mm-hmm. Planes. Checking out Planes.google.com. Sure. My gosh. Well, talk to me, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking in between the three fifty oh, to $500 range for tickets out to... I had to look up San Francisco. I have no idea where Lake Tahoe airports are. Right. There are some, but they're like the, they're like the airports where... You have to rent like a private plane, you know. Yeah, oh. you got some old old mechanic that flies those planes out. That's probably what those airports are. Let me let me stop you guys. What do you think about taking two weeks in a row and we PK road trip out there? I I said that exact thing to my wife, and she she called me uh, an expletive. I think a crazy <laughs> expletive. <laughs> I mean, in theory, it's a good idea. In theory. I mean, two days in a car, we sleep under the stars. Maybe we we go to the Grand Canyon, you know? It it takes two days to get to Lake Tahoe? It takes two days to drive cross country? I would think three. I think three total days we could do it in. Let's check Google. Let's ask Google how long it takes to drive cross country. How long? (laughs) Crosscountry.google.com. Uh... It's got to be a minimum three days. We're going from maybe two days to minimum three days. We're going to have two two days in Tahoe. (laughs) Bookended by our road trip, our PK road trip. Uh, Let's see. According to Google Maps, it would take 42 consecutive hours. Mm. Yeah, so you got to figure, you know what? 18 hours of driving, three six-hour shifts. Then we sleep, then we do the next day, and we get there in like two and some days. Depends on how much we want to stay. Like, you know, if we sounds we like a nightmare. Grand Canyon. It sounds like a what, Dale? Sounds like a, a nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. 
let's get yeah. back to the plane situation. I'm just throwing it out there. That's how much it costs. You know, this is our week. You know, this is guy's week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. If um, at under an anchor could tell us what airport we need to fly into for such a thing to happen. I know we're not live, so he can't tell us right now. You know, that would definitely help with some kind of planning stages. I mean, he specifically called out no filter. Hashtag no I mean, filter. that just sent you... That's like... That's just sent you Amwat style into the into the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere. <laughs> I think at that moment, I said to my wife, I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> You can't even say it. You can't even get it out. <laughs> I mean, that was a line where I'm going to bleep this out, but when he said, I'm a thing in you, I think <laughs> that was a direct quote. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. <sighs> Listen, we got to make Q3 16. Something's going to happen. I don't know if it's under Necker's house right. or it's some Airbnb where we might get, you know, cut up with our faces, you know, sliced off. Yeah, there's har- it's going to be something. There's Airbnb horror stories, but think about the, the possibilities of, you know, fun before the hostile type scenarios start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, two, two, two-thirds of the movie is always a good time until mm-hmm. you get murdered. Yeah. we got to work towards that two two quarters you won't have to make that drive home though you know just think about that yeah I mean the the hiking we'll be doing the new outfits we gotta buy from North Mm -hmm. Face for this trip from the Tosin Square Mall Tosin Town Square Mall North Face store. We're just going to go in there like Joe versus the Volcano, and we're going to tell the guy, just outfit us, man. Just give us what we need. And you know, this music's going to be playing during the musical montage of us trying on different clothes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The seven-minute version (laughs) on repeat. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Can't even handle it. Can't handle it. It's, I mean, first of all, thank you. Sean Gregory yeah. Miller for that sweet action. I mean, maybe sometime it can come true. I th- the invite is thank you. We are we are ultra humbled to. We don't you don't even know what we're like in, think, in person. Uh, we could be animals. I think we. I speak for both of you when I say we accept. <laughs> we accept, and we'll see you soon. We're flying out tomorrow. See you. No, just he's driving out <laughs> tomorrow morning. He'll be there in two days. <laughs> I've actually. Uh, I use the remote start the truck's running now. I'll be I'll see him forty two consecutive hours all the way through. <laughs> you imagine the mon the the scene <laughs> the driving scene with Jonesy driving forty two straight hours in his suburban <laughs> cross country. Splashing coffee on his face. <laughs> oh man. So great. <laughs> <laughs> what a show fantastic show I mean it's, uh, I think I think he should take us out one for the book. we'll see you guys you know 
I don't know when this is going to post versus when we record it. We'll probably talk to you guys sooner than... I don't know. <laughs> Such defeat in your voice. I mean, the, the, the planning involved for Lake Tahoe is wearing them down right now. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, as soon as I recruit recruit from my vacations past, as soon as I get some uh, cream on my legs, <laughs> I'll be ready to go again. You know, <laughs> just a few more days of the staycation, and I'll be ready to go. We'll see everybody next time. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. We should just let this play for the next seven minutes. People listen to the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, love, love to know what the people in this video are up to now. These dancers on this dance competition video. I'm going to guess dead. Cocaine. All cocaine related demises. Like what if Stephen Lee from Hong Kong. Where'd he go after this? about Christian Vogel of Germany? Or <laughs> Steinar Johnson of Iceland. I'm just going to name everybody for seven minutes. <laughs> All right, see you guys. We're going to hit stop. Jones, did you say you're going to hit stop? We didn't do the uh, fireside yet. Okay, I'm back on. I thought Dale said we were letting Pat take us out. My fault. I'm well, the in. exit, we didn't, we didn't even play the end, end outro music to the show itself. <laughs> My heavens. Sorry, yeah. I was just so... You're going to be taking the reins of the show when I leave. Yeah, oh, I better boy. get my ass together, obviously. Beat, beat me with a stick. I deserve it. Yeah. For uh, next week, you know, we we don't have to do this book, but I started filling out some new books. Next week, I wrote down Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. yeah let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the week after that was our Twitter recommendation today. Oh, cool. James Stokoe. Mm-hmm. Down with that too. Superior the Spider-Man. I'm actually pretty excited for that. It's got a lot of buzz on the streets. Mm-hmm. I just remember the street the, uh, buzz. The Dale buzz is all I needed. 
It's all anyone needs. Reno Tahoe International Airport. <laughs> you just DM or are you Googling? Googling. Nearest airport. Yeah, I think I think I saw that one, but I didn't I don't think Google or another service didn't have any flights to that. From Philadelphia or something. Barn. Barn. I mean, imagine he's got like, maybe it's near the water. We could be, do some, put a fire near the water. Mm. Maybe. We just go out on a kayak, maybe, you know, in pairs. God. So just in case someone gets in trouble. Yeah, you should always do that. You should always have a, a paddle plan. Tell somebody where you're going right. to be. Have a partner there. We're out, we're out in the water for like six hours. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, we, we're actually, uh, spoilers, we're doing this show from up in the air in our rooms like in Mary Poppins. <laughs> we're floating right now. We're so happy. Uh, Maybe we have one of those old style coolers that are all made of mel- uh, metal and inside mm-hmm. there's just fresh beers in it. Mm. You know, and that's sitting next to us at the fireplace. You know, what, what are you going to do, you know? Vocker ciders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we heat them up over the fire so you can have them warm, fresh. Oh, man. Licked in by your flame and mountain fudge. air. In your metal camping cup. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Maybe we have like Maybe a, we're making some grilled cheeses, too. Maybe we just spice it up with some grilled yeah, cheeses out there. Camping stove Maybe over we, the fire. We cook them on a rock. We just cook them on some hot rock. <laughs> a little rock. It's like Christopher Walken tell the story. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It is. It is. It's going to be the best week of our lives. Oh, God. I'm not going to tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to get their own week. Well, it's going to have to be some kind of trade. Yeah, it'll definitely be a trade. Yeah. <laughs> Both kids in a double stroller. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Let's say you're already weighing a week with your two sons by yourself. You're like, maybe it's not worth it. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we hold off until Q317, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what, will my son, what will my sons be in high school? I mean, maybe that week you see if you can get a sitter to help with you. You know, for that week. You're all sure, Maybe that even, you know, evens things out. That might be possible. You know, who knows? All power. Oh, bah. Huh? Ooh, 